1: Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley.
3: Welcome to the 141st episode of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. Our topic today is Spring-Free Trampolines and Children with Special Needs. You see, on Family Caregivers Unite, we're hearing how family caregivers are more and more interested in physical exercise for children living with conditions like autism, ADHD, and other challenges associated with things like inattentiveness, overactivity, and behaviour problems. What family caregivers tell us they want are ways in which their children can exercise safely and happily family caregivers' calls are being responded to by companies that are developing methods for safe exercise. And as an example, today we're going to talk about spring-free trampolines and children with special needs. And our guests are Stephen Holmes and Rosemarie Senisi. Now, I'm going to introduce Stephen first. He's the chief bouncing officer of Spring Free Trampoline. He's founded the company in 2003, and has overseen its growth to over 340 employees globally. He's responsible for operations in North America and and strategic business development and growth initiatives around the world. He chairs the board of Tyndale University College and Seminary, and also the board of the Paul Henderson Legacy Foundation. Now, the Holmes family is actively involved in the Youth Unlimited in Toronto and the Canadian Camp Association, among other organizations. And by background, Stephen is a chartered accountant and holds a bachelor's degree in business and management from Ryerson University. Now, Rosemarie um, was self-employed, this is what she tells us, before she married another self-employed person. And... How she describes those times together were relentless hours. On becoming a parent, she wanted to be just a mom. And she's now mom, four children, three with neurological conditions. When her youngest, who lives with autism, was three months old, she was diagnosed with cancer. So every year she participates in the ride to conquer cancer, which is a ride of 200 kilometers from Toronto to Niagara Falls she rides to empower her kids she says to show them that no matter how difficult a task seems they have at least to try that they only get to the finishing line if they go to the starting line and that there is nothing they can't accomplish in their lives her one wish is that these kids these kids live their lives her kids, these kids, are her life's highlights, and she says she wouldn't give up the chaos, fighting, mess, homework, laughs, smiles, hugs for anything so welcome to the show, Stephen and Rosemarie.
2: Thank you for having me
4: Well, it's just a delight to be on the, the show with Rosemarie because I'll tell you after listening to her bio um what a joy because there there is there is the true triumph
3: right. Well, we're going, to, we're going to explore the triumph in many ways. So Stephen, I'm going to start with you with the first question. Please tell us a bit more about your career background and what your job as Chief Bouncing Officer really entails.
4: Well, funnily enough, I'm a bean counter by profession. So I, I actually, my background is a chartered accountant. And um, in that process, I've in, in, seen lots of different businesses Uh, a CPA in the American uh, standards, and seen lots of different businesses and seen things start. And and I always was fascinated by the starting of things. And this is a wonderful example of that. When I was introduced to the inventor of the spring-free trampoline, Dr. Keith Alexander, Keith had been trying to create a trampoline without springs or a frame at the jumping surface for over 15 years. And he had been doing that because his wife said, he couldn't own a trampoline for their kids because she felt it was too dangerous. And the funny thing was that his wife had allowed her husband to go through this process of, of investigating the creation of a safe trampoline. And she would actually subjected her children to probably some of the wildest and craziest and unsafest ideas and possibilities that could have ever existed in her backyard. And so from, from my background is, is, is a, is a starter, if you want to call it that, was to try and take a vision from Keith the inventor to create something that we hope is is working towards creating safe play in backyards and, and doing it in such a way that might even create a paradigm shift where the definition of the trampoline might no longer just be a mat supported by a spring and frame. And so my job as the chief bouncing officer is to try and focus our corporate initiatives to implementing that change and to doing it with safe initiatives in everything we do. So whether it was the development of our enclosure that surrounds the trampoline or our initial basketball hoop, it was, it was always to try and say, okay, safety first, safety first, safety first. So that's the fun that I have to try and to, um, to take my bean counter background and try and apply it to real life of, of having some fun.
3: Right. Rosemary, please tell us more about your family caregiving and about uh, your family members you care for. Well,
2: I do have four very energetic boys, and um, most people know what that entails, you know, doctor appointments, um, homework, laundry, and more laundry, and my, I, I am fortunate that my youngest child is a child with autism, And he is a very unique child. He is by no means defined by his diagnosis. He's recently turned seven. He's energetic. He is challenging. He can be very bossy and loud. But he's also very bright and funny and happy. And he's a child that is constantly surprising us. I do believe that... Caregiving is not something that I do alone. I believe it's a collective. I do have a brother that lives with me, and my brother, my husband, and my other three children do a lot to help our youngest child and to move along his development.
3: I'm going to come back to some of those questions, Rosemarie, but let me just go on to... Stephen, you've told us quite a bit about the story of spring-free trampolines. Please tell us a bit more, and on the way through that story, please just describe a trampoline in case there are people in this world, listeners, who aren't actually completely clear what a trampoline is and what spring-free actually means. Sure. Um,
4: as I highlighted, you know, all of this came about because of the vision of one man to try and create a safe trampoline for his backyard for children. And, and so the, the story of Spring Free really is, uh, it goes back to statistics. Um, Dr. Keith Alexander spent a lot of time trying to figure out why do children actually get hurt on something that they have so much fun at? And what he came to the conclusion back from his statistics in the 1990s was that 83% of children get hurt by either landing on the frame, hitting the springs, or falling off. So he envisioned the elimination of those things, which he viewed as an engineer, were bad design features. So so he said, he looked at himself and said, I'm an engineer, and engineering is about changing the world for good by making improvements to bad designs. And so that became the single focus for him. And so as I describe a spring-free trampoline, what I can say, and Rosemary, who I think who has one, will say is that sometimes I use the, the, the description of a cake pan a little bit, which says that the top is the mat. And the mat is, if you look down from the trampoline, all you would see is a mat, whereas in a traditional trampoline, you would also see springs in a frame. In ours, you simply see the mat. And below the parallel of the mat, we use protruded fiberglass composite rods, and those rods create tension. And they have a lot of tension, and they attach into a frame which is well below the surface of the trampoline and well inside the parallel of the mat. And if you think about it, when you jump, it's almost like this kind of um, spring form uh, uh, cheesecake pan. It kind of squeezes in and then releases and squeezes in and releases. That's the best way I can describe it. And so our goal has been to eliminate the design flaws, those things that inherently were dangerous that could be eliminated, which was the springs and the frame at the jumping surface.
3: Got it. Now, Rosemary, please, you tell us how and why you and your family member or members—I'm not sure which—came to use a spring-free trampoline. In other words, what's the story of spring-free trampoline for you?
2: Well, the only sport or physical activity that my youngest is able to participate in is gymnastics, and he has a wonderful coach, Victoria. She's helped to improve his motor skills and his coordination, and and all that. But the trampoline that they have at the club is the traditional professional trampoline with the springs around the side, and my, my son is very scared on it. She'll usually try to give him activities that she wants him to perform on it, and he very hesitating. You know, he's always hesitating, and he won't usually do it. I happened to drag my family to the um, National Home Show in Toronto, um, home improvements keep me sane. Not my husband so much, but they keep me sane. And I only had five booths that I wanted to check out, and on their website, I happened to see a spring-free trampoline, and I was intrigued. So I made that booth number five. And I did get my way over there, and just as we got there, my youngest was having a meltdown, and um, we met up with Julian, who was wonderful. He... Um, was very helpful. He didn't bring any attention to my son's tantrum. He encouraged my other children to try out the trampoline, and my husband checked it out because we've always wanted one. We've always wanted a trampoline, and we were always concerned about the safety because our neighbor had one, and her son would fall out, and we were quite impressed that a company actually went through to the trouble of eliminating the safety factors that we were concerned about there was no way that they could fall out and it seemed pretty much maintenance free i mean we do check it out on a regular basis but it doesn't even look like there's anything on it that can rust it's so maintenance free and that's that's how we came to check out the spring free trampoline it was actually at a home show
3: that's that's quite a story now it's our time when we have to take a short break this is where the show has to pay the rent this is dr gordon athlete and my guests are Stephen holmes and rosemary sinisi you're listening to family caregivers unite on the voice america variety channel please stay with us we're coming back
4: Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
5: Tune in to the Hoffman Connection for inspiration, a life of passion and purpose. Hosts Raz and Grossi and Ed McLoone will bring you ways to remove the blocks in your life that are holding you back. Along with their guest experts, Raz and Ed will use their experience and expertise to help you learn to get closer to what matters to you most. And by doing so, improve your life and the lives of others. The Hoffman Connection can be heard live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: The inner workings of the mind and body are a fascinating study into who we are, our motivations, creativity, wants and fears is everyone capable of great atrocities as well as great accomplishments what haunts or helps us pursue the things we desire we all want to know why we do the things we do and what makes us unique but even more we want to know what to do next for answers to these questions tune in to the mind of the matter with dr susan hickman on the voice america variety channel every thursday at 9 a.m eastern time 6 a.m pacific Join us every week as we help you master the mind of the matter.
5: What does the new health care law mean to you? Why is the country facing a deepening deficit? Can it be reversed? If education is important to fund, shouldn't we insist on seeing results? Do we have a workable energy policy? Who's calling the shots? Tune in to In the Public Interest with host Mike Hudson. We'll cover public policy, everything from taxes and spending to health care and other threatened entitlements. If it's in the public interest, it's in your interest to know. In the Public Interest can be heard live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
1: You are listening to... Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite.
3: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Stephen Holmes and Rosemary Sinisi. Our topic is Spring-Free Trampolines and children with special needs. So now let's talk about spring-free trampolines, who uses them, and why and how. So starting with you, Stephen, please, tell us about things like um, whether adults as well as children use spring-free trampolines, the kind of health benefits people should look for when they're using spring-free trampolines, and why and how safety is such an important consideration. You've already talked about that, but I'd just like you to emphasize that.
4: Stephen? Sure. Uh, Well, what's fun of course, is that we all remember bouncing on the couch and we remember bouncing on the beds. And so when you extend that into a trampoline, um, what is so, as Rosemary mentioned, one of the things that when you capture air by bouncing on a trampoline, no matter what the trampoline is, when you reach that point in height, there's just this sense of exhilaration, and, and yet when you look down, you feel so high, there's a new sense of fear that comes in. So there's a number of benefits. So the answer is we, we'll often see parents get on trampolines because they have a lot of fun because it brings them back to their sense of childhood, and we see kids get on trampolines because it gives them a whole new sense of freedom and excitement. But one of the things that we're trying to emphasize uh, is, is is the focus towards Fitness and health that comes from it, you know jumping on a trampoline gives you great cardiovascular fitness what 's so fun is is rosemary mentioned the the home shows it 's when the parent gets on the home show the father to see if he you know he wants to to check this out to make sure it 's going to be good enough for his kids and he 's out of breath in about fifteen or twenty seconds and realizes how unfit he is so there 's a tremendous amount of fitness. It is a low-impact exercise so that it's not a jarring issue with with regards to heavily uh, impacting your joints. It does yet create a a lot of strength within your bone structure assuming that you can start to get that the landing of the joint which doubles that kind of force of gravity and develops that muscle strength and so there's just a tremendous amount of those things and I'll tell you from my own personal perspective which I try and do five minutes a day and that's hard for me but I try and do five minutes a day I feel better mentally I feel like I start the day better and so when we talk about kids and adults I think the implications and the end and the health benefits are exactly the same across the board and yet the most important thing is when you get on a trampoline is to be safe. Rosemary mentioned it about her youngest son and yet I'm sure what we try and emphasize is when you bounce and you get that big air and you look down, if you have this inherent sense of I'm safe, the net's there, the, the trampoline is is well marked, I feel like there's nothing I can hit then that safety adds what I will think is, is just a huge value to the exercise overall.
3: Got it. Rosemary, I think you said that your spring-free trampoline is in the yard, so I'd like to know know if that's right. Um, I want you to tell us what the benefits are that you see and how you use it, how often, and on a typical occasion, for how long do you use it? Rosemary?
2: Well, it's located right off our deck. Everybody who comes over uses it. We've had eight-month-olds on it to 80-year-olds. Nobody needs an invitation. When kids come over, as soon as they make eye contact with the trampoline, it's one motion. They make eye contact, their shoes come off, and they go in. And we've never had a parent hesitate or warn their children, and they walk around the trampoline, and they're just amazed at all of the safety features. Um, My kids use it every day. They're actually on it right now. And um, they're on and off it all day. I think anyone can use it. Um, if you, I have a bum knee and I go on it and I've modified the bounce, and it is quite a workout. Um,
3: so it's right to say then, Rosemary, that your entire family use it and all your guests and friends as well.
2: Everybody uses it.
3: Yeah, tank, and
2: it, it's actually difficult to get them out.
3: <laughs> sometimes that's a great problem to have, and sometimes not. Now, just one quick clarification: your youngest son will be using will use the tramp- trampoline at the same time as your guests and the rest of your family, or does he use it by himself?
2: Oh, he used- Well, we try to keep everybody in there one at a time. We do have one of the larger models, but we do try to keep everyone in there one at a time for safety. My younger son does sometimes want one of his brothers in there and he's very sensory. My son hates music, he hates the radio, he hates loud noises, he hates the traditional trampolines for another reason, the springs are very loud, this one makes no noise. He bounces on it and you don't hear, there's no noise from the actual trampoline. But to encourage him to be in there, he actually wants one of his brothers to play La Bamba on his iPod, which is absolutely hilarious because at no <laughs> other time does he want to hear that song. And he stays in there, and he I can't explain it to you. His arms go up in the air, and he looks so free, and he's doing it with such abandon and joy. And it's one of the only times we actually see him in that state. And I'm convinced it's because he feels feels safe in there because he doesn't do that at gymnastics and he's been going there more than three years.
3: Safe and happy, that's right, isn't it? Yes. Right. Stephen, please tell us more about children who use and are helped by Spring Free Trampolines. To the extent that you're willing to say this, what types of health conditions and special needs do you chiefly recommend Spring Free Trampolines for?
4: One is it's wonderful to hear. I've never met Rosemary before, so it's great to hear the testimonial. And in fairness, when Springfree developed the idea, when Keith Alexander and Springfree developed the idea of this trampoline, we never had special needs kids in mind as our first foremost. But what happened by default is that we heard from families and we heard from people with autistic children. Who came back and said there was a wonderful family in, in Australia? Who came back and said our son has to be on that trampoline five to six hours a day, and it is the only time we can talk to him. It becomes the way in which he's calm, even though he's moving that he will effectively communicate with us. And so it was hearing from families within the special needs community that really enabled us as a, as a company to start to say, okay, how do, we, how do we find those touch points that we can start to understand better? I'll give you another great example, and then I'll, I'll let you move on. But one of the things that was wonderful for me was I had a dear family friend who had a child with Down syndrome. Now, Down syndrome, you would read, would say that they have, a, they have a risk of spinal-related injuries at the top of their spine, and so dream- jumping may not be the best thing. And we got a letter from this family, unbeknownst to me, I knew of the family and of their Down syndrome child, who came back and said, our child is only happy on a spring-free trampoline. Their time on the trampoline is two to three hours a day. They sometimes just sit and just talk to themselves, or or sometimes they bounce and sometimes they jump. And so what's happened to us is we've had probably three main communities, and one is the autistic community, and it's been a wonderful reward for us as as a company. We've participated in autism walks around various cities. We have another one coming up in Dallas, Texas in the next few weeks. The cystic fibrosis community has reached out to us. We have one of our employees who has a child with cystic fibrosis. And this has enabled them, their daughter is seven years of age, uh, to reduce the amount of percussions that they've had to do with relieving her lungs because she heats up on the trampoline and it enables her to cough more and to, in in fact, relieve some of that airway clearance, which is great. And then this new one, which has opened up to us. But we are very, very careful because the scientific research would suggest that you know Down syndrome, but we've got a camp in Northern Ontario now that is dedicated to Down syndrome, where we've donated two trampolines to, and they find it as a wonderful place for communication and talking with their kids.
3: Got it.: Rosemary, um, I was going to ask you the question, what do you do to encourage your family members to use the, tr- the trampoline? But the message I've got from you already is they need no encouragement. They're right in there uh, as often okay? as they possibly can be. <laughs>
2: precisely right. it, it's a good um motivating factor for getting homework done quicker <laughs> right. it, it's the the one place my kids will actually sweep because they'll sweep the leaves out because we we back onto a forest you know, so yeah. it it gets them involved with some of the housekeeping uh, we do try to to motivate my youngest um in terms of getting him to m- maybe count. Or um, try to recite some songs that he's familiar with, but in the bouncing motion, he might actually get through the whole song, and it's with such enthusiasm. And you know, he he's learned to catch while he's bouncing. Uh, there's so many ways we've incorporated teaching, as well as the release of being on the trampoline.
3: Right. Rosemary, I just want a quick additional question to you. What do you see as the responsibilities of you, the family caregiver, you and your husband, you and your brother, uh, when um, your youngest child is using the trampoline?
2: Well, we there are whoever's in there is always attended. They're never in there without someone supervising them. But um, honestly, he can be in there once he's closed in there. Once we've closed the zipper, he's so free to do what he wants I don't have any fear that he's going to injure himself there's no bars for him to bump into there's no springs for him to fall through other than making sure he's closed, closed up the opening we just have to stand back and watch him enjoy himself
3: and what that really comes to isn't it is that's becoming a way of life for him if it hasn't already become that already is that right
2: yes
3: yeah now i'm going to suggest to you both that what you're talking about is enormously important because it's breaking new ground as they say you're basically doing research but in a way that's very responsible and you're quietly evolving something which has got off to such a promising start but as you both indicated um it wasn't clear in the beginning where the benefit would be but now it's getting clearer so that's a great story now at that point we're going to take the break um this is dr gordon avalier my guests are stephen holmes and rosemary sinisi you're listening to family caregivers unite on the voice america variety channel stay tuned we're coming back
1: Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com.
5: A divorce can break your heart, but it doesn't have to break the bank or ruin your life. Join Lori Grover for A Divorce You Can Live With and discover the benefits divorce mediation offers over aggressive, dueling attorneys. Lori and her guests will show you how you can make your divorce faster, healthier, and much less expensive. She'll also be sharing the ways she helps couples settle money and parenting issues fairly and the pitfalls of using the legal system to wage financial and emotional war. A Divorce You Can Live With airs live every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety.
1: Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to Our Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life, A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
5: Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? VoiceAmerica.com You are
1: listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to DocG at FamilyCaregiversUnite.org Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite.
3: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Stephen Holmes and Rosemary Sinisi. Our topic is spring-free trampolines and children with special needs. Now let's talk about the types of arrangements so that kids, their families can access spring-free trampolines and any special precautions and help that's needed to ensure that children with special needs get the full benefits. Again, start with you, Stephen, outline the types of arrangements for individual families or as groups to access the trampolines, and how do you advise families in particular circumstances? Well, twofold. One is,
4: when you try and do something different, uh, as we have, one of the challenges is that you often fall short on one of your expectations. And for us, it was trying to make it as cheap and as affordable. I don't like using the word cheap, but unfortunately, the trampoline industry, which in America sells about 1.4 million trampolines a year, Um, they are classified as toys by the retailers and the manufacturers, and, and they're not designed for safety. And our trampoline is more expensive. So our focus is to allow people to see the trampoline, to get to know the trampoline in order before they purchase. So what we do throughout Canada and the United States, as an example, here in Canada our trampolines are sold through retail partners, whether it's Canadian Tire, Sears, Lowe's, Toys R Us. And in addition to that, we have a showroom in the greater Toronto area where people can come and try the trampolines. But across the United States, we have specific trampoline showrooms, what we call experience centers, where people can go and test jump, if you want to call that, and get their kids on the physical trampoline, get to know it, see it, and understand it before they make the purchase. You know, if there's one thing that I would advise any family, you know, regardless of their circumstance, whether it's an economic one, whether it's a special needs one, is do the research. Do the research. Understand what are the issues that you are faced with with your family. Make sure you're well informed before you make your purchase decision and try it out. And and those are the things that we're trying to encourage because even though we are more expensive... And it's and sometimes difficult for families to be affordable. We think that once they understand that and they make that investment, they will get big returns. This is not a toy. This is a this we view as a family investment.
3: Right, Rosemary. What are family caregivers doing as groups to organize access to spring free trampolines? Uh, Or if or am I right in asking that question? And. In any case, what more would you like to see families do to increase access by organizing themselves in various ways? Rosemary?
2: Well, I think Stephen was right on when he said it's not a toy and it is an investment. And, I mean, now that we have one, I can't see that we'd ever get rid of it. And I think, I mean, our family, we organize play dates so that other children... With autism, can come over and experience it, and their parents can make a better a better choice. And the cost, it is a little bit more expensive. And the saying is, you kind you get what you pay for. We all struggle with therapy bills and medication, and I know quite a few families that have actually been fundraising. I know here in Ontario, um, Canadian Tire has a program where they. They um, purchase special equipment. I know that President's Choice Charities also purchases um, special equipment for families. There are resources out there, and families that have um, access to social workers, those people can connect them to the agencies that would help with the purchase. The other thing is, a lot of kids get really silly gifts for Christmas. You pool all that money together, and I'm sure, a Christmas, a couple of birthdays, and if not all of it, a good portion of that money would be put aside.
3: Right. Rosemary, this is a community effort, isn't it, that you're describing?
2: Uh, It takes a a community to raise a child. We lost that along the way but it it really does take a community to raise a child
3: yeah and to get a a spring-free trampoline access for the child for the children that's right too isn't it
2: yeah for some families yes and there's nothing wrong with that
3: right now stephen back to you please tell us about special precautions and special arrangements you recommend for family caregivers with children with special needs. And what I'm after here is, without disclosing any confidential information, give us some examples of the kinds of special needs that you've been talking about and the kind of special precautions or advice that you've given to the family caregivers. Well,
4: go back to the three that, I, you know, let's talk about autism, cystic fibrosis, and the and the few cases that we've now had of Down syndrome children. First and foremost, as we've just already said, this is not a toy. And one of the things that happens with toys is as you gain confidence, you start to often change the rules. Oh, I'm more confident? I'll change the rules. The single most dreaded telephone call that I will ever get is when someone has been hurt whether accidentally no one wants to have children hurt and so our focus is safety 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 and so in order to do that we talk about some of the precautions that we think are critical first and foremost we think the most important thing is for parents to be informed about the product they've just purchased they need to understand how is it why is it that it works this way and what is it that we need to be aware of so that we can look for the things that might in fact create future risk, i.e. if there's a hole in the net or if the zipper doesn't work or whatever the case may be. These are things that are important. So the parents need to be informed about the product and understand it. Number two is we always love, we we have a phrase that says, you know, do it safe one at a time. Um, And so one child at a time, but as Rosemary described, one child bouncing at a time sometimes means that there is a need for someone else to be inside the trampoline to create that sense of warmth. And standing on the side, even if it's inside, but as long as it's only one person bouncing at a time. Um, we obviously don't recommend flips, and the reason we don't is because children with special needs sometimes are still trying to build their special their spatial awareness. And when they get brave enough to try that flip, that's when you run the risk of having a serious injury. So we, we try and avoid that. Um, obviously, as Rosemary talked about, the, the sense of, of parental supervision or someone supervising such that that when you see somebody saying i'm getting braver i'm going to try something i'm getting braver i'm going to try something that there's a reinforcement that says have fun be safe and and all of those things and those are those
3: are kind of the healthy things that we would say right rosemary i want to stay with the points that you were making uh about getting more access for families family caregivers and special needs kids to spring free trampolines and i want you you know you 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 identified it as a community action but i'd like you to now talk with us about the actual help that family caregivers need i mean for example is it money is it more training is it access what is it that they you think they need most rosemary
2: well, I think training is is a good place to start. There, I, I I'm limited in my knowledge. I'm not one of those internet moms that goes looking up everything. It would be nice if an OT came over, an occupational therapist, and did give us more activities that we could do with him uh, to get more benefit. He gets tremendous benefit now, and it can only get better. Um, in terms of financial help, I'm sure that there are tons of places that we don't know about where families could get financial help. That's why I say a um, social worker or an interventionist, they're the frontline people that should be helping the families. A lot of people don't look at this as a tool, but it is a tool, and I don't think the tools necessarily have to be Sitting at a table and going over the same things and the same routine, I think kids should be allowed to be kids, and this is one way that my child with autism is allowed to be a child. He can bounce around and have fun, and it opens him up, and it energizes him, and it makes him more willing to do things that he wouldn't normally do, like listen to music. That's great for us. It's the one time his older brother who loves music is able to actually listen to music. So we encourage that, and it's getting better, and everything he does is, is getting better, and he's always taking steps forward. That's why having the help and the knowledge of people who have studied occupational therapy and all these other um, different and more involved therapies, if they would come in or if they would just give us activities, I think it would help a lot.
3: Right. Now, as I think you both know, I was a doctor, medical doctor, at one stage of my career. Um, This is a very quick question, because time's going to run out on us. But, Rosemary, do you think that doctors like I used to be know enough about spring-free trampolines and the kind of benefits that you're describing? Do they know enough?
2: I'm sorry to say no.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say that. So there's something, something else that we, we should be looking at doing is making sure that this message, your message, um, Stephen's message gets across to doctors so that they understand the benefits, are aware of them. And if I can just make one comment, they don't fall into what is sometimes a well meant difficulty, which is warning people against the risks. You know, you, you mentioned the Down syndrome risk. Doctors can sometimes be a little bit overprotective. So it's very important that the kind of research that you're doing with trampolines gets through to physicians. Now, that's the end of my little lecture on medicine and doctors. And it is time again for us to take the break so this is Dr Gordon Adderley and my guests are Stephen Holmes and Rosemary Sinisi you're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety channel we're coming back Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America.
5: How has your belief system been formed? Has it been based on others telling you what to believe? Do you desire to make changes in your life that you know will bring you deeper fulfillment? Tune in to The Ripple Effect with Catherine Cloward for your weekly dose of inspiration and encouragement. Whether it be in your business, personal relationships, or family life, this show will help you recognize and trust your intuitive knowing. Catherine and her guests will help inspire you to make fulfilling choices for your life. The Ripple Effect is her live every Thursday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety.
1: Do you find yourself tearing pictures of rooms out of magazines? Do you watch certain movies and TV programs because of the homes they show? Are Sundays reserved for open houses? Then you are a home dreamer. And someday you will build or renovate your dream home. Steve Clipp has spent three decades learning how to win at the Dream Home Game. His show, Winning the Dream Home Race, can be heard every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Let Steve Clip help save you money and make you a winner.
5: How has your belief system been formed? Has it been based on others telling you what to believe? Do you desire to make changes in your life that you know will bring you deeper fulfillment? Tune in to The Ripple Effect with Catherine Cloward for your weekly dose of inspiration and encouragement. Whether it be in your business, personal relationships, or family life, this show will help you recognize and trust your intuitive knowing. Catherine and her guests will help inspire you to make fulfilling choices for your life. The Ripple Effect is her live every Thursday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite.
3: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Stephen Holmes and Rosemary Sinisi. Our topic is spring-free trampolines and children with special needs. Now, let's talk both of you, about the things you want to see done and your messages for family caregivers with children with special needs. Rosemary, starting with you first, what do you want to see done to promote physical activity for children with special needs?
2: Well, I'd like to see more inclusion, especially in school. Um, I don't think, I don't feel that... They're included enough. I think a lot of teachers, or my feeling is, with my own child, they're happy to just see him watching, and it unnerves me because my son is not a child who stays still for one second at home, and I see him walking around the schoolyard, almost like an attendant, and it drives me crazy. I, I think more. They, I think the teachers need to be more educated in how to involve the kids, and they need to be able to adapt and modify and come up with ideas of how to engage my child. It took us five months to teach him how to catch, but we persisted, and he persisted, and he learned how to catch a ball. It was a huge ball, but he learned to catch it. And I think that that's what they need to realize is that if you are persistent, They will catch on, and my son wants to be involved, especially when his three brothers are doing an activity, and he doesn't know how to kick a soccer ball, but he's learning, and he wants to be running beside them. And I think inclusion is a big thing. I think playgrounds need to have more adaptive adaptive equipment. Playgrounds are dangerous for my son. I never know if he's going to walk off. That's why with the spring free, I don't have that fear, because he can't walk off.
3: Right. Stephen, same question. What do you, you want to see done to promote physical activity for children with special needs? Well, first,
4: Rosemary hit the, the, the numbers. Uh, she hit all the buzzwords for me, which is obviously educate. Um, and, and the second thing I think is that one of the things we've experienced with since we've become associated with, with some of these uh, special needs environments is when we hear from parents that says children Are viewed some of their children some of their children are viewed as being breakable and so one of the things I think that's so important is to allow special needs kids as Rosemary said to be kids to experience it and to do it from a place of confidence and in order to do that you need to be educated and so the the people who are in that caregiver opportunity the occupational therapist environment all of those is to say what are some of the ways in which we can continue to keep these kids um, active happy and fun and safe. And and we think we're trying to speak into that. We know it's not easy, um, but but that's certainly one of the areas where we would go.
3: Right. Now, I want Rosemary and Stephen, starting with Rosemary, to give your message to family caregivers caring for children with special needs. Rosemary, what's your message?
2: Well, what I can say is go with your instinct. A lot of people have forgotten that they have one, but go with your instinct And get to know your child beyond their diagnosis. Surround yourself with positive people. And I've I've found, and a lot of my friends have found, they've had to edit. You know, you edit your friends and family and furniture, and you simplify your life and realize that we're not perfect. We all make mistakes, and we all get overwhelmed, and we really, as a caregiver, you need to take a break, take a breath, you know, Hey, get up on the the, the trampoline and jump around a while and feel free yourself, not just for your child, but free yourself a little bit.
3: Right. Stephen, what's your message to family caregivers caring for children with special needs? Well, Doctor,
4: this is going to sound funny, but I'm going to say this. Trampolines are dangerous because the definition of a trampoline is a mat attached to a frame with springs. So drop your stereotype, and when you hear the word spring-free trampoline, open your mind, be open to the outcome, not attached and predetermined by an outcome, which is, oh, they're dangerous. Spring-free trampoline is trying to do something different. We're not just doing it for for the profit. We're doing it because our goal is to change the definition of a trampoline. And we believe that when we look at children with special needs and we look at those who care for them, that often they are bound by the stereotypes. Oh, they hear the word trampoline. It can't be safe. It can't be good. And so I guess my message is educate yourself, drop some of the stereotypes, be open to the outcome, not attached to a specific one, and allow your children to have fun, to experience some real safe fun bouncing and bring them back to the days when they could bounce on the couch and the bed and do it outside with lots of fresh air and great exercise
3: right now we've talked obviously a lot about the physical aspects of the physical benefits but you've also both of you stressed the happiness that goes along with this so let me take that a stage further Happy happiness is also to do with state of mind. It's also to do with optimism. It's also to do with the way you see the world, the way your brain works. So there's, I want to ask you this question, starting with Rosemary first. Do you think there's a mental health benefit from Spring-Free Trampolines and the kind of things you've been talking about?
2: I think the mental health Benefit is tremendous, especially for my child. To see him jumping with such abandon and freedom, it's incredible. He is not fearful in this trampoline. I, I thank Spring Free every time my child is in there, and I'm telling you, he's still in there. <laughs> he's been in there for at least an hour.
3: Yeah. Stephen same question what about the what I'll call the mental health benefits that you see what what do you say to that?
4: Well, unfortunately science is difficult to measure mental health when it comes to a trampoline and smiles say a lot Um, And I I will refer back to the autistic child named Ryan who started on our trampoline in 2004 uses it hours a day in Australia and 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 ryan can communicate with his mother in a way that he cannot do it outside of the trampoline and so for me that is the only experience and i've seen him communicate in a way that he cannot do outside of the trampoline so one can only surmise that that mental health for him has been
3: tremendous right Now, I'm going to come back to you both with just a broad comment from me that flows from all of that, and that's this, that what we're all starting to learn, I think, in relation to mental challenges, mental illnesses, don't like that term, but that's what sometimes they are. What we're learning is that giving people medications may at times be necessary, but it's by no means the full solution, the full care everything that's needed what's needed is as near a normal life as possible so that kids uh, make the best possible use of their abilities and their abilities include the ability to be physical in the way that you both described and rosemary has pictured so clearly and also to be happy and have relationships that work for them by creating that sense of belonging to to a family, belonging to a family that's with them, and belonging to uh, an environment that's, that recognizes them for what they really are. Now, I know that's perhaps um, stressing things, perhaps almost overstressing them, but what it does, what I'm saying does reflect a growing sense in North America that exercise that healthy exercise, that safe exercise, and that happy interactions of a physical nature like this that you're talking about, that happy gatherings of families are enormously beneficial and more and more needs to be done uh, to see that as one of the solutions to one of nature's unfairnesses to kids in the way that sometimes these things happen. Now... Uh, we'd, I'd like to have another hour-long discussion with you both about that, but uh, that's not possible because we're running out of time. So I just would like to say, first of all, thank you to our listeners, and we really would like to hear your comments on this episode, any, any questions or comments you would like to address to Rosemary or Stephen. Just send them to the email address that you've been given, and uh, we'll be happy to respond. I want to say thank you to Stephen and Rosemary for sharing with us all of your story, everything, your background, how how it all started, um, where, Rosemary, you found it, uh, what got you really excited, Stephen, in the first place, and how far you've got with it all. And given, as I understand it, that you two didn't know each other before this episode, I hope you're going to go on working together because you make a great team. And we've heard that on this radio show. So, all success to you in all of your work. Now, from our listeners, I'd also like to hear uh, from you about ideas for topics or if you're interested in being a guest on the show. And in our next episode, we'll talk about employment for students with special needs. Please join us, same time, same spot on the internet. Talk to you then. (laughs)